Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Wait one second. I want to respond to Ken Paxton here. All right. Um, welcome to the show. We are live. Uh, Hutch Bailey Jr., the Godfather Conservative Radio. Morning, and, everyone. And Jason Robinson um, 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 from Minnesota. Um, Ken Paxton. Uh, says that he is suing Anthony Blinken, the Department of State, Secretary of State, um, Anthony Blinken, for engaging in a conspiracy to censor, deplatform, and demonetize American media outlets disfavored by the federal government. Actually, this should have happened during the Trump administration because that's when it started. But they're going at it... um, with the Biden administration. It's the state of Texas, the Daily Wire, and the Federalists together. Those three have sued Anthony Blinken. Here's my thing. Y'all are missing out on us. Y'all didn't ask us. Y'all didn't talk to us. Y'all didn't bring us into this. We've been hurt more than them. We've been hurt more than the Daily Wire. I, I, I tell you that right now. The Daily Wire didn't lose much of a goddamn thing in the last few years. As a matter of fact, there was a report out there that they were actually the ones that actually increased. We said that years ago. Yes. I mean, Ben Shapiro went to the meetings, man. He never got deplatformed. Exactly. So, so, so why in the world is Ben Ben Shapiro? You know what? Right now, I'm pissed off. I'm like. Why in the world is Ben Shapiro part of this thing? The Daily Piper didn't lose anything. We did. Wayne Dupree, NewsGuard, 2020. It's still up there. They said that we were the most, like, we spread the most misinformation more than Breitbart, more than Daily Wire, just because we called out the pandemic, we called out the election, we called out um, uh, uh, the liars that were coming in. We, uh, um, at the time, and we had to get rid of the articles, but um, uh, there were a lot of articles that were um, in favor of Sidney Powell, different things like that and everything. 
Y'all didn't get in contact with us for this. This is wrong, man. And, and guess what? Guess what? I ain't, and I ain't saying that they're going to win anything, but if they win something, I don't want them divvying out any money to me. I don't know why a website would, te- no, let me rephrase that. I don't know why a state attorney general would team up with a website that's not even from his own state. Right. To do something like this. I'm all in with, with attorney generals doing this. All in. Right. We've been saying right. it for years. I right. need Somebody needs to stand up. But why these private entities are involved in it when you know? I mean, we've been doing this for a long time. You can look at these outlets and you can tell something's not right. Right. You show me one time that the word Muslim is in Breitbart. Yep. Oh, wow. I think the big thing, too, is if you're really serious about this, this should be a class action lawsuit. That's what I'm saying. That's exactly. Thank you, Jay. That's exactly. They should have. And the websites are there. The report was done. The report was done. Yes, the Daily or no, actually, Daily Wire wasn't in the report. It was ten other top websites that were in the report. My name was in there. My name was in there. Okay, and um, and I know um, there was a guy uh, that used to work with CPAC. He contacted me. They had sent a letter to Congress about NewsGuard. And this was before the government broke off from NewsGuard at the beginning of this year. The government broke off from NewsGuard. So this right here, it should be suing NewsGuard, I think. uh, Because, you know, what the government is going to do? That was them. That was that. We're not part... I mean, we don't have anything to do with that. You know how um, Kareem Jean or... What I says, well, you know, you have to talk. To, you have to talk to the State Department about that. You, you got to talk to the military about that. You got to talk to the Department of Energy. That's what they're going to do. They go, well, you need to talk to um, NewsGuard about that. We broke off connection. But again, the Daily Wire—they're not. <laughs> we're suffering, y'all. We're the ones that are suffering right now. We've been suffering for a while. Daily Wire is not suffering. Well, we should probably explain, too, how this scam worked and how dastardly it was. So NewsGuard, yeah, NewsGuard was, I'll get the term wrong, so bear with me. They were contracted by the federal government to verify information and determine who were misinformation spreaders or disinformation spreaders. And... While on the surface, that sounds like, oh, how's that a big deal? The problem is advertisers use the NewsGuard certification to determine if they're going to advertise with you. Your social media platforms determine how much reach or if they're going to suppress your page if you're labeled a disinformation spreader. So if you share an article, let's say, on Facebook or Twitter back in the day, still to a certain degree today, platform or websites that were identified as misinformation spreaders, they would manually throttle down. So even if you had a million subscribers on your page, they'll send it to 2000 people unless you manually share it. That's why we ask you to share the show because that Mm -hmm. breaks that algorithm. But the, one of the triggers of that suppression is that news guard rating and the government 
was rating sites based on what they were saying. So if you were talking about COVID in a certain way, yep. even if you said, this is my opinion and here's the thought, they yep. accused you of misinformation. Yep. Or if in the 2020 election, if you even wrote articles like, well, this is weird. Yep. Um, like how, how's this true? And, and like you called out, Sydney Powell and the Kraken, like, yeah, this is nonsense. So, I mean, yep. you were doing, you were doing fairly reasonable reporting on it where you were saying, here's one side, here's the other. And because of that, mm. that kills websites money. So if and you get a hundred thousand views and you should make a thousand dollars because of the news guard suppression, you're making a hundred bucks. Plus daily wire got PP, um, PPP loan. Yep. Now, now, not only did they get the PP loan, Peep. Not only did they get that damn loan, they made it so that they didn't have to pay it back. Yep. Okay. I got one. I'm paying it back. Think about that. I got one for about, I think it was 80. And I have to pay $500 a month. 500 a month for the next 52 years, I guess. I don't know. Um, but, and I, I, you know, I, I took this screenshot a couple weeks ago and um, I wasn't going to say nothing about it, but uh, the Daily Caller also got caught up in that too. Oh, yeah. The Daily Caller, now they didn't take one, they took two loans. The loans were taken out in 2020 and 2021, both for $306,000. The first was forgiven. The day after the January 6th attack. 30 then, silver, boy. then they took another one for $407,000 in 2020, which was also forgiven the day after the attack. What the hell does a website do with $400,000? No, no. Add add both of them. That's $713,000. And then you wonder why they report information that pleases the regime or spins things in certain ways and then hold on and then two months after the second loan was forgiven in 2022 they wrote an article these top celebrities took advantage of ppp loans in spite of their wealth you know before we get i'm caught up on on the dog before we get caught up on the first part with this news guard thing let's examine some language it's not a misinformation campaign. It's an unconstitutional censorship is what it that's is correct. by the government. Right. So that's for you, Ken Paxton. Forget about right. the word misinformation. This is censorship. You cannot search for people's shows. I mean, it's it's so blatant what they've done to anybody that disagrees with them that we better get a handle on it soon. I hope they're successful. I don't. I mean, I, I got you with Daily Wire and all that. But for us, I hope somebody does this. Because I don't have no lawyer money. Look, I was saying this before the show. I was, and I understand you saying that you hope this this central, but to me, I was upstairs making my coffee. I was like, I don't know if this is jealousy, but I hope they don't win. <laughs> I hope you don't win, Ray, because they're doing us wrong. That that's wrong. That is wrong. You look at the content. In some I mean, these- I understand though. I understand what you meant though. I mean, you know, we. I mean, it, it, it's wrong. 
Jay, you know that's wrong. Yeah, it as we've all as I moved out of the corporate world into the digital marketing world, everything you've seen or heard about suppression is 100% true. And people don't realize if you have an opinion that the regime disagrees with. So like when we talked about how Russia was probably in a position to do well in the conflict, uh, being careful what to say there, they suppressed it. They labeled it misinformation. They take away your ad revenue. And it doesn't matter how many eyeballs are on your products, how many views you get, they're, they're going to pay you less. So, so they'll let you, in some cases, they'll let you say what you say, but they'll practice soft censorship by making it where you can't make a living doing it. Meanwhile, companies that take more traditional or approved values they or statements that don't challenge the regime, they'll, they'll give them the better ad rates, they'll social media platforms give them better reach, the whole thing. And this is your definition of oligarchy. The right. advertisers are the most cowardice people in this country. Yeah, they are. They are cowards. If you're in the advertising business, you're a freaking anti-American coward. You ever hear the word, uh, well, silent partner, silent? That's who they are. Because most of the time, you don't even know. It. You remember that? Uh, where is it at? Look how quick they cave. They cave every single time. Well, and it's a circle of life, too, where your advertisers talk to your platforms, yeah. and then they only advertise on certain things or or only certain content and then the government is telling them what that content is so mm -hmm. the government saying hey people that are talking about these topics in this way we would recommend you don't advertise with it and then your advertisers who don't want to run afoul of the government are like okay sounds good to me and just like the churches just, what's that just like the churches right they did the churches the same way you talk about this you let the Democrats in here, don't let Republicans, and you get a tax break. Bottom line. Right. But, yeah, we, we didn't really know how bad the advertisers were until we saw stuff like this. This portion of CBS This Morning, sponsored by Pfizer. Oh. Good Morning America is brought to you by Pfizer. CBS Health Watch, sponsored by Pfizer. Anderson Cooper 360, brought to you by Pfizer. ABC News Nightline, brought to you by Pfizer making a difference brought to you by Pfizer CNN tonight brought to you by Pfizer early start brought to you by Pfizer Friday night on Aaron Burnett out front brought to you by I watched that I watched that comedian um, um woman who got in yeah. front of her thing and you know, she she was like, and I got this, and I got 14 shots, and I got this and stuff and everything. And you know, people were laughing. All of a sudden, she, she got the Holy Ghost in there and, and fell out. And I was like, you know what I can't understand about this? Playing? They're still. I was watching television last night, and they're still running Vax commercials. Sure, it's beyond me. That I mean, it's like they know something we don't know. They sure are. You know, like I mean, these are murderers. Well, well and yeah, if you want to have your mind blown for the audience, we always tell you to research stuff. Just Google how much money pharmaceutical companies spend mm -hmm. on advertising. And mm -hmm. then if you wonder why messaging or reporting is done mm -hmm. a certain way, always follow the money. That's a good point, too, because, I mean, Tucker Carlson even said it the other day. 
You know, if Pfizer is sponsoring your show, you are not going to say anything bad about the facts. No, right. you're not. You're not. And 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 uh, Pfizer sponsoring all shows. Fox News. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that it. And that's what was crazy is we we didn't put two and two together. We did not because it was so spaced out. You may see it in the beginning. I thought those Pfizer commercials, those clips, I thought those were fake. <laughs> did you really? <laughs> I did. When I first saw it, I thought, look at this bull. <laughs> and then you start putting, like you said, you start putting two and two together. When yeah. I heard that uh, Anderson Cooper makes $12 million a year and Pfizer picks up 10. Wow. I was like, man, this wow. is, this is, these people will sell their souls. For money. I, I, I'm glad I'm not like that, man. I, I, yeah. I got to me in my life. There's things more important than money. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, how many times have I said you on the show? I really, I really do. I really hate money. I do. If I could live without it and just live. If I, I got could, a taste when I was, I don't forget how old I was 40 or something mm -hmm. in 2005, my mother passed away and left me a little bit of money, right? I, I, more money than I'd ever had before. And I was not happy. See? I was going, I was, you know, I was going to see, I was doing things that I thought I wanted, but at the end of the day, my favorite day out of that whole thing was when I took all, all I had and I put my kids in Catholic school. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I was, I mean, for me, for me, it's like, um, I'm okay with it in the bank. I just don't like yeah, it. I'm that way you too. Know? Because if I don't have to spend it, great. If I got it in there, Great, you know, it's a it's a comfort type of thing, but um, it's it's like if I if I could live without earning, I think I would be more happier than ha having to earn, because having to earn is almost like a slavery type of thing to me. I I guess when to earn versus planning and planting and farming and stuff and i'm sharing with you and you sharing with me that's not really earning that's working together that's not earning i don't think i i think that you know that the thing that anderson cooper has to know the damage that those drugs are doing there has to be a, something in you that says no i'm not gonna i'm not gonna kill half the country for some money or whatever whatever the the statistics are of what the the vaccinations uh, are causing across the world. That's directly related to these people. They sold themselves out. And I, I just don't see how you wake up in the morning knowing that because you know, damn well, there's people in Anderson Cooper's families that took it. Well, Probably. and it's Wayne hit the nail on the head too, where money is such a trap for these people. And I remember I got great advice when I started out early in my career, I got that first, corporate job that paid real serious money and, and i remember it, you know that one where you're like holy cow like this is for real and one of my mentors pulled me aside and he said whatever you do live like you did before you got this job you're live right there you go Take all the right. rest of that money yep. whatever was important to you last week is what should be yep. important this week invest it put it towards doing good to saving to to building because he said all these guys that get that paycheck and then pull up in the fancy new car with the fancy new shoes and clothes and all that, they become slaves. Yep. And then the, no that's how companies get people to do what they need them to do. And I remember yep. 
as I climb the ladder. And then there would be these awful things they'd want us to do. And I'd be like, no, I disagree with that. Other people had to say yes, right. where I didn't because Congress. they required me to That's Congress. Right. That's your Congress right there. That's exactly. Yep. Right. I'll, I'll give you a good example of that. I Last night, I sent you guys a picture of, sp- of some spaghetti sauce I made. That looked amazing. Some, I meant to respond to that, but I was looking for an Italian thing to respond, and I fell asleep. So I'm, I'm sorry about that. Yeah, Basically, I made aglio. I made oil and garlic spaghetti. That's what poor people eat, and it's my favorite yeah. food. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I had an Italian friend when I was in the military, Italian roommate, and he he was San Francisco Giants fan, baseball fan, but um, and he had a nice car too, but um, he drove us to this Italian restaurant in the city and he went in the back door. I went in the back door with him. And to this day, I don't know whether that's what, what you were making, but they gave us some spaghetti that didn't have no tomato sauce. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. It's the best. And it, I, I think it had meat or it had sometimes, people, sometimes people put anchovies in it. Okay. Oh, not me. But, but it was, it was clear, it was clear. But you knew it was olive oil in it. God damn, man, that thing was so good. Did you Jeez, smell the garlic? Oh, I think I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it wasn't a meaty um, spaghetti. Like I said, it's for more people. Yeah, right. Yeah, it, I it mean, it cost about seventy-five cents to feed the whole family. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah it, was good. it was good. It was it, Some and I could not cheese. remember what it was. I couldn't remember what it was to this day. But when I looked at yours, I was like, okay. For me, like I said, I, I was going to respond after I was like, um, for me, I was like, you know that that sort of looks like. But he's probably just starting to make it. That's what I thought. I was like, he's just starting to make it. A lot of places you see that you see the garlic chopped up. I just sliced yeah. mine. Yeah. Slice yeah. and put it in there. Pasta aglioleo. I mean, I gotta say that's one of my favorite parts of the group text is like you get more food porn than anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my wife makes a good meal. I gotta send it to the guys. <laughs> well, Kevin McCarthy is out. Kevin McCarthy and little man Tate. I mean, um, little Thor. Both of them are leaving. Um, Little man Thor said he's leaving yesterday. Let um, me just let me just highlight what, what this guy because nobody ever talked about it. He's the mm-hmm. one that gave them the debt ceiling. Thor's the one mm-hmm. who was the chief negotiator that gave Biden's regime all the money they needed for the rest of the year. That right. was Thor. I'll tell you another story about him. You sure it wasn't Johnson? No, it wasn't Johnson. Thor was, was in charge. It was of Thor. Thor was the head negotiating, making the actual money deals. Okay. He's this house. Uh, what's his committee? The financial, I forget, the Ways and Means Committee or something. He's what financial services committee. Okay. And he, uh, I'll tell you something else about this guy. He hates the army. Oh. He went to Iraq, and he tried to wave his big congressional position around, and he went to the gym, and he didn't have the right ID card, and the private told him you can't come in. Oh. And he told the guy, "Go get your supervisor." And the supervisor said, "F you, you can't come in." You don't have the credentials, and they made him go back to his room. 
they are big on that. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I know that from basic training. If you don't have your credentials to get in, you ain't getting in. You're not even getting in a basic training facility uh, barracks room. All due respect, General, you're not coming in here. No, exactly. Exactly. Well, and I think you don't have the proper identification. You cannot enter. So I'm I'm the commander in chief of this gate. And you ain't getting past it. (laughs) Well, and I was gonna say with McCarthy leaving and McHenry leaving, and we're gonna and we're gonna see a few others, folks. This is a good thing. This is. is what needs to happen, and it's gonna lead to some pain, it's gonna lead to a smaller majority. We'll probably see. Hakeem Jeffries is Speaker of the House by before the next election. That's my prediction. I think you're going to see a few more drop out. America got to quit electing people named Hakeem and Ilhan. He came out against a measure that that condemned anti-Semitism. He voted president. President. He's from New York. When is is Little Man Tate leaving? He's leaving after the election, or is he, he leaving at the end of the year, too? So far, I haven't seen an official date from him, but McCarthy said he's leaving at the end of the year, Right. which I don't think they do a special election. I think the governor appoints, if I remember right. And then McHenry and those guys that are leaving have said they're not running for re-election. So they haven't said they're leaving before the House is out of session. Now, there's a lot of Democrats that are leaving, too. Keep that in mind. I mean, this is a balancing act. Well, I've seen. Uh, well, to me, I've seen more Republicans than Democrats. But I'm 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 keeping watch out for this one because you can't afford another forty years of Democrat rule in the House. Can't you can't do it? And mag, I mean, we're gonna have to up our game then. Maga people have got to start running, and they mm-hmm. get they're gonna have to get off of uh, TikTok. They're gonna have to get off of Twitter, and they're gonna have to get off of Facebook. And really clamp down on the issues so that they can be well versed on and, and civics, uh, so that it can be well versed on what needs to be done. Because I, I, well, I ain't gonna. I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch. I just, I, I just don't like, just don't like what's going on. Um, and especially with them trying to tear down Donald Trump, as they have been doing for the last. Uh, more more than usual. Uh, oh, that's like, going to get uh, worse. Tommy Lauren came out. Uh, Tommy Lauren came out last night for those touting the polls that Trump is so far ahead. Let's not forget. I don't know how she did. Let's not forget that every poll had Hillary Clinton winning by 2016 by a huge margin. Don't be stupid. Uh, she's she's a DeSantis supporter, by the way. So that's that's why she came out with that one. Oh, you go look at uh. There's an article on townhall.com right now that says DeSantis is in it to win it in Iowa and New Hampshire. And it goes on to cite all the state legislatures that had legislators that have endorsed DeSantis. And it's way more than endorsed Trump. Now, that happened in 2016, too, and Trump still won. <laughs> oh, I, I don't have no doubt that he's going to win. Yeah. I'm just saying there's forces arrayed against us. That well, I was yeah. going to say, my... My dauber and concern level is high on the primary. I will feel relieved when Trump wins. If I were betting, I would expect President Trump to win. And I don't believe in polls, but when they're this far skewed, people get worked up in polls when it's like 45, 51 or whatever. I mean, this is up by 50, which should be a big enough I go by this, the man on the street interviews. 
Right. When you're in downtown Chicago and people are, are, are rooting for Trump in a loud way, I've never seen that happen before right. in my entire life. I've well, never I saw seen it, that before. I saw it happen in 2020. There's a lot of people that were coming out for Trump in 2020. Yeah, but it only ended up being like 10% at the end of the day. I'm just at saying. the end of the day, at the end of the day. But before that, Trump, 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 Trump. Yeah. The rallies are Trump. I'm just Trump. Saying, I, think, I think the cameramen were being selective, too. They weren't in the middle of Detroit or well, Chicago. They were at Trump rallies and whatnot. But the, the Republican establishment is completely aligned against President Trump. Yeah. The media outlets, the money, everything is is aligned at him. And I, I, I'm going to keep saying it for 50 more days. No, you're right. You're right. And, and you know, I'm much more worried about, so let me ask about you. the integrity of the election than I am about the voters. Right. So, so let me ask you this then, because McCarthy is that, that, per, that, I'm not going to say old school Republican, but um, McCarthy is that Republican. Uh, Patrick McHenry is that Republican. Uh, you don't see them trying to burn down the house? They totally will. Sure. But what's our alternative? Right. What What you said, what I just said, and what JF said, MAGA, y'all got to run. Right. That's, that's the alternative is you got to run and you got to get off of the leisure stuff and you got to get into the community and let people know that you're running. You can't run campaigns on Twitter and say, look, I'm running and expect your community around you to follow you on Twitter to know what you got to do. You got to get into the community. Yes, There's a lot of people sick of Twitter. I most of the yeah, people I know, I know yeah. that were on Twitter aren't on it anymore. I was going to ask you about uh, Marlene. Have you, you still talk to Marlene? I haven't yeah. seen her. Okay, all right. Marlene, what's going, what's going on, girl? I haven't seen her too much. I don't know if... Yeah, she's know if she's well, okay. and shifting back to McCarthy, too, if you listen to the announcement that he released on Twitter, he said he's going to leave the House of Representatives and he is going to focus on growing the next generation yeah. of conservative Republican leaders. And let me translate that for the audience. Kevin McCarthy's job in the House and becoming Speaker of the House was his B job, not his A job. And it, that was his side gig, was being in the House. His primary job, his prim primary revenue generation, was running the PACs that decide who gets money in primaries and then general elections. So he, what he's saying, and he's telling you it, he is going to be involved picking the people so right now there's primaries for these open seats. There's going to be a MAGA candidate and there's going to be an establishment candidate. He is going to give money to the establishment candidate. And that's how it starts. And these MAGA candidates that are running, that's why it's important to support them, to donate directly to them, to help them get word out, because they are going to be fighting the Republican establishment that's going to leverage all the money to the establishment candidate. That's just a fact. That's right. And, and, and I mean, it's it's something that uh, it can be done. And like right. you said, it's, it's probably going to be painful. But what else can we do, man? We got to get rid of these people. They're just Democrats. They right. gave Joe Biden a trillion dollars. We don't have any money. Right. And that Thor did that. And yep. McCarthy was all about it. And so we're uh, it, it's the rot is sickening. We're better and, off if they all leave. And I'm not saying. Yeah. 
probably shut the whole goddamn thing down. But yeah. um, I'm not saying uh, that y'all can't get on social media. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that your focus needs to be on winning um, your district. Yep. And that take that's going to take some work. That's going to take some sacrifice. Um, and it's going to have to be some different tactics too. You got to look, you got to look at this media machine that is arrayed around you, preying on simple minded people. That's what they don't ever say the word abortion again. Just don't. It's not a federal issue. If you're not a governor or running for a state office, don't mention it. Refuse to answer questions about it because all it is is a trap and it's been a trap for 40 years. It's also a trap that I can't believe Nikki Haley did this. Nikki Haley came out and said, we have to cut Medicare and Social Security. That's bizarre to even consider saying that. And that's directly related to her donors. Her donors, yes, she did. She came out on it. CNN, check CNN, it's on there. But this, that's what the donors, the donors are obsessed with, I mean, this is this is a hundred billion dollar people are obsessed that you're getting twelve hundred dollars in social security payments and they want it reduced. That's Nikki Haley all day long. So well, she won't she won't be president with that one. Nope. Well, and it's president with that one. And that's the stereotype that they painted on us, and it's true with these people. Well, and it's the it's the Republican Party running to get a close second in all these elections. They don't want power. They don't want they don't want to win. And then if they do happen to to win, they don't know what to do with it. They, I mean, look at the House. Kevin McCarthy resigning. He was Speaker of the House. Name his list of accomplishments. Yeah, zero. He didn't. Yeah. He didn't get anything done. That's if you're looking from our side, right? Now, if, you look, if you look from his side, we got Ukraine war. We yeah. got. Endless spending. We got the borders wide open. We're in business now. Yeah, right? and also we passed this. We passed that. We made America safer. We we passed these things, but the things really never materialized because it it never went anywhere. It it never became law. They just it's all a big hoax. Passed a piece of paper. It, I can't um, to I, another body. That's it. I can't believe it took me fifty eight years to realize this whole thing is a hoax. Right. And I know we've done this before, Wayne, but I'm going to do it one more time. I go back to one of our first co-hosts that yeah. we used to make fun of. Yeah. Yeah. We and I'm humbled. I am humbled. Yeah. We and I am happy that you look at the content of our conversations today versus yeah. five years ago. Yeah. We know so yeah. much more today than we did then. Yeah. We're more negative today than what we are. Yeah, I mean, but we are. Uh, you, we used to be all, uh, uh, oh yeah, yeah, oh man, don't worry about it, man. McCain, we, yeah, we, Romney, yeah, yeah, man, we're gonna take over. We're man, gonna, Eric Holder's going to prison, thing. boy. Eric Holder's yeah. gonna be at Leavenworth. Man, he gonna have ma- him and Brock gonna have matching handcuffs because when Brock get out, they gonna lock him up too. Ooh, Trey Gowdy, look at that hair. He got that DA going on. Let's go. Yeah, see, I was gonna say, I, I, I was just talking to Jen last night about how thankful I was for president Trump. Cause there's somebody who grew up and looked at the, I, I, I was never that involved in politics till, till Trump. And I looked at it and I'm like, Oh, that's just a game. It's all fake. 
They're pretend fighting. Nothing's going to happen. At the end of the day, they're just going to screw Americans. That's all that was going to be. And Ross Perot was a huge influence on me. He was one of the first people I voted for for president. And he told us, look at the finances. Look at how this is stupid and inefficient. And everybody's getting rich off of it. And I always looked at politics in that that regard. That's why I couldn't even get involved in it. Because it's when you go to tell a Republican – the Republican Party is screwing you just as bad as the Democrats, just in different ways. They would look at you like you were a crazy person. And, yeah. you know, call. I, I remember after they passed all the stuff after 9-11, I'm like, oh, this is a horrible idea. What are you, a traitor? You don't mm-hmm. want to uh, secure our country? And I'm like, well, you're going to give the government think of that guy power. saying that. Think of that guy saying that as being me. Right. Yeah. yeah and you would have called me a traitor and i, I can't believe you don't want to secure the borders and <laughs> no, why do you love islam <laughs> instead i'm just sitting there going like giving the government this much power never turns out well and i, I don't know how it's going to turn out poorly but yeah, and man. trump opened so many eyes to that he did. He I, I, well, and I really hope in my lifetime that we have a trump on the left that exposes that same corruption on the left because people on the left still don't see it. Like they'll see that Republicans are corrupt, but they won't see the Democrat party's corrupt too. Let me, let well, me I gotta say it. this. I gotta say something though, because I do appreciate Donald J. Trump coming down the escalator. I do. But we were, our eyes were opened up before Donald Trump came down the escalator. All right. He just, I mean, his eyes got opened up during the Obama administration. So when he started reading what we were saying, he was like, I have to do something because people that I have supported, which was McCain and Romney, they didn't have the stones to go out there and fight the Democrats. Like, and, and, and then he looked across the board and he didn't see nobody that could do it. And he's like, well, I may as well do it. So he took what we said, and magnified it into right. the greatest. So, I mean, yes, for for there were some that will say he um, that he was responsible for exposing it. I still say there were many people that exposed it before. He just became the bullhorn to make it louder. Oh, yeah, to, to clarify, and, people that had those sorts of conversations that we freely have now, you were a crazy person. You were a conspiracy yeah. theorist. You were... You were all these awful things. And Trump was the first person that normalized it. So so that, you know, if you figure half the Republicans, let's say, are really strong MAGA, they see the game now. And they're no longer living in that world. And that's why every time they try to pass government regulation about something, everybody's like, whoa, 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 let's, we need the government smaller, less involved, not more involved. And understand this, every one of the members of Congress knows what the game is. Right. Every single one. Yeah. You know, you know, there's something else that I think we need to alert the audience to, because one of the things that the Democrats, the 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 political class, and that includes the media and includes all the agencies of the federal government. um, They're they're They work together. They don't do it. Nothing is random. Nothing is coincidental. Mm. There's a new term out there that is targeting you. Well, I shouldn't say that's targeting me. Christian nationalists. Yep. Christian nationalists. Watch for that phrase. They are trying, and, and it's all connected. It's connected with the squad and Hakeem Jeffries and all this anti-Semitic things. 
it's all coming after the best that America has to offer. And that's us. And it's not by mistake. Bill, uh, James Carville came out on Bill Maher's show the other day and compared the evangelical Christians to Al-Qaeda and said, yep. we're worse than them. Said we are worth the very best of Americans, faithful people, Christian people, and Catholics and Jews are worse than jihadist Al Qaeda that knocked down the U.S. World Trade Center. Well, and if we want to do preview of things to tell how media is in bed with the the machine, if we want to call it that, last night Trump was on Hannity. And one of the questions Hannity asked him was, are you going to be a dictator? Everybody's saying you're going to be a dictator yeah. or, or whatnot. Trump, his full answer, which is about a minute, says, I'm going to be a dictator for one day, and that's on day one. And here's how I'm going to be a dictator. I'm going to close the border, mm -hmm. and I'm going to um, drill, baby, drill. I'm going to unleash the energy potential. That's how I'm going to be a dictator. Every headline you see today, they will clip the first part where he says, I'm going to be a dictator for one day. And the headline will say, Trump readily admits he's going to be a dictator. When somebody says it, something, believe it. He he was making a joke. And if you watch the whole thing, he just said, day one, I'm going to get aggressive with these two policies and, and act in a dictatorial fashion. And the rest of it, he says, no, I'm not going to. And he even goes into a longer explanation about that's just stupid talk. You know what else James Carville said? Hmm. James Carville was asked, about Bill Maher said that they're teaching our kids to hate America in our schools. And that's why you have these people supporting Hamas in the streets. You know what, where, where James Carville went to that both good people on both sides that happened six years ago or something with the, I can't remember the name of the town, Charles Charlottesville. Charlottesville. He brought that up. I mean, it was ridiculous. I'm like, you're still on that. I mean, I forgot about that. And you guys have been lying about that forever. Well, yeah, they that's been debunked a million times. I mean, he said there's fine people on both sides. And the very Except next for, sentence yeah. is, I'm not talking about the white supremacists. Those people are awful and they deserve to be condemned. But they're doing the same thing where they clip that first part and then they put it on repeat and just keep saying it and playing it. And and, and again, it's, it's targeting weak-minded people. And you. Yeah, the thousandth time yeah. you see it, you're going to believe it. Eventually, it's going to stick in. That's why that's why um I I made that graphic and included what he said about um drill baby drill and whatnot. That's why I made that graphic and I um I woke up and I saw it. I was like, oh, he said something. Let me hurry up and do that. And now and now I was back to sleep again. But I was like, I figured that that was what the media was gonna try to do. And I'm glad he did it that way. Um, because when I did see the clip, I was like, please don't say nothing. Please, please don't keep it. I want him. I don't, I mean, we want him to do a playground, um, level the, level the Washington field, make us clean, put semen over that bitch. Um, you know, we want him to start over. But what I said the other day, I was like, man, I just hope. You know, I asked y'all, I said, man, it, is he talking too much? I mean, you know, just hold some stuff to yourself, you know, because 
they're going to play on it. And when Sean asked that question and he only came with those two things, I was like, don't say no, don't say no. Because that was a great answer. That was a great answer. On day one, I'm close the border. And then drill, baby drill. Uh, the same thing Biden did in the opposite. Right. On his first day, he shut down the pipelines and opened the borders. But like yeah. I say, and I haven't gone on there so somebody can fact check me. I bet if you go on MSNBC right now, the headline or there'll be a a, a prime article that says Trump said he was going to be a dictator on day one. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you how bad it's getting for him. And I hate to keep doing this. I have to go back to James Carville in his hot pink USMC sweatshirt, his hoodie. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, yeah, that was. I mean, he's out there and, man, I forgot what he was going to say. Oh, uh, some of these people need to quit talking so much. You're right. Because what Carvel did, I mean, I'm not talking about this part, but he's, he, Bannon is under his skin. He's talking about Bannon and how he can smell them over the airwaves. And it's just <laughs> like, I'm watching because I saw it on Bannon's show. Cash, man. You got to tone down the details, man. Cash. Exactly. exactly. Watch the you details. know what? You don't, you don't have you know to tell what? anybody. I'm glad you details. said that. I'm glad I looked because I was I saw what they were doing yesterday. I was like, come on, y'all. I mean, look, we know what he's gonna do. Don't come out there and say, Well, uh, he's right, and that's what he's gonna do, and he's gonna and do we're more. coming over, we're coming after the media executives, and we're coming after this. Stop, cash, stop, don't exactly. tell anybody that stuff. Yep. I said the same thing. We know what has to happen. Everybody in the country knows what has to happen. Exactly, exactly. Yep. I yep. I'm so, I'm so glad you reminded me because I forgot about that. But I was like, when I, you know what the question was? When I the question from Bannon yeah. to Cash, are you prepared to be a federal prosecutor on all this stuff? Oh, okay. And then he starts going down, like, oh, no, man, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Mm -hmm. You, you got to be like them a little bit if you want to exactly. win. They, they win. They win. There you win. go. Menendez has been a criminal for 20 years and they right. all knew it. They all knew it, but he voted Democrat for every terrible thing that's ever happened in the Senate. Right. And why and why and and why did he get away with it? Because we didn't know about it. Yeah. Oh, we knew about it. We, well, I remember he was banging little teenage Dominican girls. <laughs> I'm talking about the gold plated bars. Oh, that was that was bizarre. Yeah. That's a wild story. <laughs> that's a Jefferson story. Like that guy that had yeah, money in the freezer. Right. Gold plated bars. Um, I've been telling, I've been telling y'all about Marjorie Taylor Greene and all the stuff that she's coming out saying and everything. I've been telling y'all about this woman. Now that Kevin McCarthy said that he's leaving, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene just tweeted out or she, she just tweeted out. She's pissed off. Uh, her words. Exactly. That chapstick, man. I know. Her words exactly. Well, now in 2024, we will have a one-seat majority in the House of Representatives. Congratulations, Freedom Caucus, for one and 105 reps who will expel our own for the other. I can assure you Republican voters didn't give us the majority to crash the ship. Hopefully no one dies. Joseph Joseph Pino, um, Pino said, well, Kevin McCarthy had to go. He lied. Uh, MAGA, Ken, 
says makes no difference in reality. Y'all don't do anything we need. Uh, steak for breakfast. Cry harder. Um, Bron Bronconation says mad your boyfriend is unemployed now. Smurf says this means every voter has to be present to vote. Lucky says you're America last. And um, so there's people with this illusion that the GOPE is good for us. Right. Right. People have that illusion. They how do you think that a debt ceiling gets passed with Republicans in charge? Did any one of those Republicans campaign on raising the debt ceiling? I think not. They ain't even talking about it. Well, and and folks are under this misguided thought that us having control of the House of Representatives is it all slowing down the Joe Biden regime? Yeah. And it's not. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't matter. Because they're just going to history prove all tells us that all stupid stuff, anyways. Right? History tells us that they they had the House, they had the Senate, they had the presidency, and they couldn't give the Republican president the stuff to even try to re refix or redo or re or re un uh, what does that thing that Barack Obama do un, un fundamentally transform to unfundamentally transform America? It's enough to make you sick. They, Washington generals, man. <laughs> right. And that's why when Marjorie, see, Marjorie Taylor Greene, in my opinion, sold out to that establishment. I think maybe she got there and she was a good hearted person. Let's give her the benefit of the doubt. I know you guys don't, but I she don't. got in there. She saw how the, the, how the bread is made and, and she figured out how her bread got buttered. And so she sold out. Let me take my, and, and she's the prime example. Let me do this thing and then don't and then drive donations off of it. She got the the joke. Hey, this is going to get some t-shirt sales, right? Just like a wrestler. And I'm not going to get anything done for the American people. And we have this false notion. Hakeem Jeffries is no worse for us as Speaker of the House than Kevin for McCarthy. The, for the win. Right. <laughs> Way to go, our friends at Split Rock Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> for the win, bury him, man, bankrupt him. <laughs> well, and I gotta say, like this, by Romney, this yeah. election cycle, as Romney more people win. have come out for, you know, like we had Trent Staggs on or Brandon yeah. Gill, Dinesh's stepson, like he's running for the house. There's a number. I'm just loving making campaign donations directly to them. It's fun, you know. I'll throw yeah. twenty bucks at a or a hundred bucks or whatever at a race somewhere. I don't care. Yeah, yeah it's too. a good thing. It's a good thing to see Rona come out basically. And I mean, it has to be bad if she's gonna come out and say it publicly that that they aren't hitting their goals, you know, that they're losing money. It it, it, it must be real for her to do that. Shows you what kind of leadership they have. Yeah, she's still there, and it's her fault. Yeah, you're right. You're right. She, yeah, yeah, she is still there. She's still getting it. She's the face of it. She's the face. Everybody, they don't know what those other delegates look like. Pardon the pun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> different face. <laughs> well, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I was going to say this great awakening just keeps happening. And, and like I say, the fact that the RNC is going broke, that's a win. The fact Kevin McCarthy and these other guys are leaving, that's a win. And don't understand in the war we're in, these wins will come with costs. And, and, yeah. and I just want to, 
I just want to preface people. These win Hakeem Jeffries will be Speaker of the House, in my opinion, oh, before no. the next election. And and that's going to happen. More rhinos will leave the house, more people, more rats will flee the ship. Does anybody and, know anything about Santos's district? Because that's going to be a special election. They're talking it was about, really um, a close election last time. Yeah. They're talking um the um the person the person um the Republican that he beat out was was um polling high and beating the democrat in that district so that's why they're saying that there's gonna be i mean i never thought that they were gonna have a democrat um to replace him but you know if that i mean if that's what people want to think people you know think i don't know i was asking no but no, do they no, do no a special election for next yes years yeah okay yeah, yeah. Yeah. In that state, it's different in every state. Right. Right. Yeah, that's I why, like I said, I don't know if McCarthy's gets appointed or if they have to put together. I don't know what California election. does. I yeah. think, I think in California there has always been someone to pick. Not a special election, though. Well, I know Governor Hochul came out and made a fool out of herself, saying that she was going to appoint his replacement. See, she doesn't even know her own state's constitution. She's not going to appoint it. It's going to be a special election if they go by the law. Yeah, and, right. and I was. That's always say, a question. Just, that's always a question you got to ask these days. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. That Trump's, would be the up first by, right. Trump's up by fifty points, but what about the election machines? Right. Right. That's true. Well, what about and, this this new pneumonia coming from China? I saw that yesterday too. I saw that yesterday too, and I was like, "I'm glad I quit smoking." Yeah, that 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 by itself, you know, it's like okay, that's what that's what Hutch and that's what Jay were talking about with something happening before the election. I'm telling We've been calling it since the last election. Yeah, get ready. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind he's got enough voters. That ain't what I'm worried about. Right. I mean, I wish there was a way to bet on some of this stuff. Like, will there be another pandemic be- right before the election? You know, it's going to happen. Will, will we fall for it is the will question. Will we fall for it is the question. It is a um, special election for McCarthy. Okay, is good. It? I mean, I don't know about yeah. his district either, though. I just read it. His exit will leave the GOP with an even smaller majority in the House, although it is expected that McCarthy will be succeeded by a Republican after a special election given the partisan makeup of his district. Good. Generally speaking, if I remember right, House of Representatives, I think they hold a special election and Senate seats, they usually get appointed. Don't quote me on that. And it very that sounds state, about right. It's, it's state by state. Right. That sounds state, about right. The state legislature is responsible for all state elections, right. all elections within the state, rather, even federal. And Hoko has uh, scheduled a special election for Santos. On February 13th. So that is also a special election. Good. Well, and it's interesting too, kind of flipping back, you brought up the Trump thing. I I mean, just to put numbers to it, you know, Iowa's got what, two, three million people in it. And how many, how many thousands of people are going to vote in this primary? I I don't know the number I'd hand. I tried to look it up and I couldn't find good data on it, but it's not that big of turnout. Yeah, and if you figure, I mean, 
can the GOP establishment shift a million dollars in on election day to get 20,000 people to turn out for Ron DeSantis? And is that number enough to to then get DeSantis the Iowa win? And really, if you look historically, Iowa and New Hampshire don't mean anything. Right. South Carolina is where it counts. Well, they mean something in this case, because if DeSantis loses Iowa, he's gone all in on Iowa, New Hampshire. Oh, that's true. I was saying if he won. Right. Yeah. And, and I'll, I'll go back to Howard Dean won. Well, but I think what their play is, is if DeSantis can win Iowa or have a showing in Iowa and have a showing in New Hampshire, then they think it'll fire up the donation machine to give them steam going into into the Carolinas. But if DeSantis loses Iowa and loses New Hampshire, I think he'll be done after New Hampshire. He's going to lose New Hampshire. I'm telling you that right now. He's going to lose New Hampshire. Because it's going to be Trump, Haley, uh, Christie, and then DeSantis in. Because DeSantis has not even been in New Hampshire. And Christie was already polling high in New Hampshire anyway. But he isn't going to be first. And Trump won New Hampshire last time. Christie's so, not even on the Maine ballot. Right. In Maine. Well, yeah. in Maine, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but for... For the primary, he's going to come in fourth. So that's why I said he has to win Iowa. He can't come in third in Iowa because remember he shut down his operations in um, in Las Vegas. He shut down everything in Las Vegas to focus on Iowa. You know, I'm and, just and saying if MAGA wants DeSantis to go away, every single. MAGA voter in Iowa should turn out for the primary and give him such an ass whooping that that it's legendary. That's what needs to happen. Because that makes it easier to navigate the general election fraud. Right. Is if you get a mandate in the primary. Right. Right. And but if everybody gets overconfident and oh, you know, they're going to win. I'm going to clip that. So say it again, Jay. <laughs> what? I hope every single MAGA person in Iowa shows up to the primary. Everyone. Bring your friends. Bring your neighbors. Bring your cousin. And I want them to put such an ass whooping on Ron DeSantis that he mm-hmm. runs home crying to mommy and we can be done with this nonsense. Don't assume we're going to win. Make sure you get everybody out and let's bury this guy. That's Just right. I mean, it's it's critical. You can't emphasize enough that we can't afford to lose this. Right. You can't, I'll tell you, there's about 10 different civilizations that were the best civilizations in the world. And you don't know the name of one of them because they're all gone. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You Yeah, you said a mouthful there, didn't you? I've not only somebody it, else, that's somebody else's thought, but I, I'm not going to yeah. take credit for something I didn't write. Not only are the civilization, not only are the civilizations gone, remnants of the civilizations are gone. That's right. Uh, and nobody knows about them. Yeah. They're from yeah. Africa, yeah. Europe, all over, but they, right. they, they, they do like we're doing. We're on a downward decline. If we don't yeah. snap out of this. It's that funny too, because they almost always make the same mistakes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right, right about you that. know, most exactly. of your empires are founded on a religious basis to some degree. Mm-hmm. 
you right. have these religious beliefs that you kind of construct your government based on. And then as soon as you disconnect those beliefs from your government, and, and I understand separation of church and state, but you have those Judeo-Christian values. And and then you start with that, and then you you start rewarding hedonism. And then your military, nobody is proud of the country, so nobody wants to fight for and work for the country. And, you know, the Romans, I talked about it the other day, but they lost half the empire because they thought it was a good idea to put illegal immigrants in their military. Whoops. Kind of like Dick Durbin said the other day. I mean, yeah, I was shocked. There's there's another flavor of that, too, is when the tyrannical government replaces God with them. Right. That's that's what happened in, in Japan's imperial empire with Hirohito. Uh, and and it's what happened in Germany with uh, Hitler. I mean, they're, they're, he was the religion, yeah, you know. Right. So, and they got all hedonistic and everything else too. There was huge homosexuality in the freaking Nazi army, right? You know, I mean, this is and Rome. Go watch the series Rome, right? Well, and and if you figure, let let's go back 40, 50 years. If people needed food, people were down on their luck. They turned to their church or their local food bank. People well, donated to those things and nobody ended up going hungry. And I mean, every like there's hunger, but then all of a sudden they replaced that with government. And then big daddy government became the one I counted on to get my EBT big daddy card. Instead of I'm going to guess that big daddy church uh, came to the realization that, Hey, um, Maybe we don't have to put out this food money anymore because the government's doing it. Let's get some new cars. Right. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, there's great churches out there. I mean, I've been a part of a couple in Minnesota and they have robust food banks. They'll come in and, and, you know, they do food drives and, and we give to them for things like that. But, but just think of how much things used to be community responsibility and people work together to do. And now we count on the government to do it. And the government's replaced that. And you've yeah. got youth that are all for it. Right. You know, they're, they're that stupid. And I shouldn't call them stupid all the time. They're that yeah. propagandized. They're victims. They're, they, they're, they've been victims of an organized brainwashing. Let me... right. and, and one more thing. Yeah. I saw something come out and I saw somebody comment on it the other day. Exactly. Our math scores are lower than at any time in American history. That's yep. true. They're that preparing true. you kids to be slaves. Make no mistake. Yep. Between the millions of illegals from the third world, that's going to be the new standard. They're not going to have to worry about the Constitution because these peasants never heard of a Constitution. That is true, sir. Well, and the Republicans, when you say how come they aren't they aren't standing up against the border, folks, this just in the re, the Republicans who the establishment is the party of big business, they want the cheap labor. But on the other hand, Speaker Johnson sent a letter to the White House and said, "You're not getting a nickel for Ukraine unless you unless we have transformative legislation to close our border." And Basically, the people in Ukraine is like, if we don't get anything by a certain time, we have lost. You were going to lose anyway. You know what Lloyd Austin said? What's that? If we don't get aid for Ukraine, we may have to send American troops. Yep. Like he's the president. And he probably is the president. I mean, that'll go, go over well with the natives, won't it? 
Hey, I'll be honest. I've been advocating for that from the beginning. If we're going to be involved, if we're going to be involved in a war, yeah, put it on Congress, declare war, send our troops. If we have a draft, gonna, have a draft, have a draft, do the whole thing. If we're not going to do that, we need to stop yeah. these proxy wars. They have never worked to the advantage of the American people. Now, but I would know, vote against the war. I would vote right. against sending troops. But this right. nonsense we continue to engage in where right. we where we fight these fake wars without ever declaring war. Yeah. I, I'm all so I'm all for Lloyd Austin's plan. Put it on the House, put it on the Senate. Let's get a declaration of war. Let's put but see, that's not down. what they're gonna do. He's not talking about that. right. He's right. talking about it here. Here's your orders. Uh activate all these units and get them on that plane over there. Right. The president won't even be involved in it. Right. I mean, but, it's it's terrible. But watch it, but watching Durbin talk about it like he did. He was like, We don't have anybody signing up. Well, we don't. I know, I know, but we don't have anybody signing up. We gotta let the but guess who's in, right? Guess who's not woke? Third world peasants. Yeah. No, they aren't woke, and they're waiting to whip woke people's ass. Yes, they are, and they they're are well very good at a well deserved ass whooping. As yeah, a matter of yeah, fact. yeah, they are well good and well versed at whipping woke ass. And you know why? Because most of their beliefs come from their religion, and their religions throw woke ass people off to the, uh, off the roof. And I, I'll tell you, I got I got to tell you this. I was in Honduras in the eighties, and we're in the jungle, and we're going down this road, and there's a church off to the right. I mean, like a real, not a big, magnificent Catholic church, but a a small church. It's got a dirt floor, but it's got pews and an altar. I mean, I'm like, damn, man, out here, this is, they are religious people, is my point. Here's what's difficult, though, is I don't know if they're going to land on our side. No, no, because they love Biden. Right. Yeah. I mean, Republicans want to let the immigrants in because they want the cheap labor. Democrats want the immigrants in because they want the votes. You can only imagine the propaganda on the south of the border from our country. Right. Oh, the Republicans want to rape your wife. Oh, exactly. Tell you off to throw grandma off the cliff. Yeah. In Spanish, uh, by the way. <laughs> well, and you figure a lot of those folks, if you see watch the interviews from the people coming over the border, they're financial immigrants. They're coming to America because they want to work and send money home. They'll tell you that. And so are you going to vote for the party that invites you in, gives you money, gives you a cell phone, puts you up in a hotel, or are you going to vote for the one that wants to restrict who comes in and then make you work for stuff when you get here? This guy from Arizona, I think he was a border patrol supervisor or something, said every one of those people that comes across that border gets a gift card for $5,000. Yep. That's messed up. Well, they get more in Chicago a month. They're getting up to nine thousand dollars for um for rent and all that stuff in Chicago. And you, you know? can so, see them, ladies and gentlemen. They have they don't have enough money to buy a car yet. You know? So you'll see them walking up and down the street in the middle of winter. <laughs> Usually a but woman, got about, designer a woman about four, shoes and four and a half feet tall walking down, you know, the Mexican looking. <laughs> it, it, it's uh 
Nike. Well, I mean, look, here's the deal. Here's Pittsburgh is a black and white city. Right. At least it was. It, it's not anymore. I'm not used to seeing that. Right. <laughs> I'm just saying. Right. It's like um, what what Mexican in their right mind would pick Pittsburgh in December? You briefly mentioned uh, last night Sean Hannity asking Donald Trump about the dictator thing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Bannon is pissed off. Now, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. You mentioned that he mentioned or he asked Donald Trump about the dictator thing. But, Hutch, you reminded us of what uh, Bannon and Cash were talking about on the show about him being or going in doing dictator stuff. More to the extreme and happy about it. So Steve is now mad at Hannity, and I'm not taking that for Hannity. But Steve, I can't is, believe Trump went to Hannity. I can't believe that. I I didn't watch it. Well, I tell you why he went is because of um, that debate last week. He's waiting for the numbers to come in to see if he had better numbers than um, uh, he knows what he's doing. I guess. Than, uh, what's cut? But um, he uh, Steve is mad that Hannity asked if Trump would be a dictator if reelected. It is a messed uh, up question. And uh, uh, Bannon suggested Hannity had made an unforced error by asking the question. Sean Hannity actually thought he was helping Trump last night. Let me ask you a question. Will you be a dictator? He's like, you're an idiot. And we don't have time for idiots, bro. This is a war. This, this is a war. We don't have time for sunshine patriots in this nonsense and don't carry the water for the Murdochs. Don't carry the water for the left. Question. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. I'm glad. I mean, for me, I'm. If the question was going to be asked, because that's what's been in the news. That's what the, for the last week or so. That's that's what these websites have been pushing out about Donald Trump, because they see the numbers. The numbers aren't going down. As a matter of fact. He's expanded his numbers on Biden nationally. So the dictator thing came out again. Now, like I said, the dictator thing started back when he was in office in 2016. It didn't uh, it didn't stick to him because, it, hell, if Trump wanted to be a dictator, he, he wouldn't have, <laughs> if Trump wanted to be a dictator, 2020 wouldn't have happened. I'm let telling you that you, right now. Let I'm me telling ask you, you that right now. Can I ask you a question, Wayne? Yeah. Do you think that Sean Hannity is trying to help Trump? And I'll, the reason I ask you that no. is because the other part of that Bannon program mm-hmm. is that Bannon, he said about the Murdochs, like you said. Right. They wrote a $900 million check in their lawsuit with Dominion and never got an ounce of discovery. That is a lot of money to just give away. The Murdochs are not for MAGA or Trump, and they own Hannity. Right. But with everything that, that has been coming out about what Trump wants to do and stuff like that, you don't want to spoil the um, um, the bushel before it gets to the election. Agreed. Um, okay. Agreed. So now that's why me and you were saying to, um, to Bannon and Cash, 
Hold on, Fawn. What you doing? Yeah, don't give it all up, man. See the face? Hold on, Fawn. <coughs> what you saying? Yes, he's going to do that, but you ain't got to tell everybody. Don't, 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 do, don't do that. Let him do what he's going to do. And that's why I was happy. Wait, you see that face? That's the face that I would have thrown out if Donald Trump would have went into the Steve Bannon Cash Patel answer when when was asked for Hannity. And at that time, he was presidential. And closed the border. And then, drill, baby, drill. Those are the things that America wants to hear. That's what Americans want to... The, the, the people on the street, the man on the street that you were just talking about, just what, that's that's what they've been talking about, okay? When Trump was in office, we the had money. It, we had money. And the border was closed. We knew exactly what was going on. Yes, we heard the media say that uh, Trump was a racist because he wouldn't let an illegal. We didn't care about that. We saw what Trump was doing. It was for the betterment of America. Make America great again. America first. That's what his that's what his mantle was, and that's what he was doing. So when he said those two things and cut it off at that, I was like, that's what America needs to see right there. Right there is what America needs to see. Now, what he gets when he gets elected, he was like, All right, cut the shit. Let's <laughs> uh, go, Let's go, go pick up go pick up Jake Tapper. Exactly him. right, right. Exactly. MSNBC congressional um hearing on them on Monday. We breaking it down. Oh, you can't take it away from me now. I'm president. Oh, right. <laughs> and, and, and we're not even going to the Congress. No, General Attorney General Patel. Can you please do something? Why not? That's when Why you not? say it. You don't say it now. That's what I'm saying. You know what's What's funny, too, is people don't realize there's been periods like that in America. The whole Red Scare period. Go back and look what they did with communists. People that were accused of communists. The trials. Were, a lot of they were right. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I'm saying I'm saying they did the right thing, but our system allows for these people. And, and the whole notion with Trump where they're saying, oh, Trump's going to go after his political enemies. What Trump continues to say is I am going to do the same thing to them that they did to me. Mm -hmm, and if mm -hmm. we've been saying that, mm -hmm. oh, President Trump, if you're innocent, what are you worried about if the Department of Justice comes after you? Right. You know right. what, Joe Biden, you'll get your day in court. You know, <laughs> Attorney General Patel will put you up there, Jake Tapper or all these guys. You'll get your day in court. You'll get your trial. Just like you're saying, why is everybody so worried about all this weaponization of government against President Trump? If he's and, innocent, he'll get it proven in right. a court of law. And yeah. FBI Director Clay Higgins uh, will make sure that we have a law enforcement arm. <laughs> right. Yeah. It, it, but, I mean, that's what I'm saying is okay. if you think of this mental disconnect on the left where people are like, oh, my God, Trump's going to weaponize the government against It's projection, him. man. It's beautiful. And, well, And he's saying, I'm just going to do to them what they did to you. I'll put that you to the same scrutiny that you're putting me to. And so far – you know, no, other than taking a lot of time and money, like Trump hasn't suffered. He hasn't gone to jail or that kind of thing. So, you know, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Nancy Pelosi and her stock trades, all these people will have their day in court, just like President Trump did. I well, think that's only, fair. Well, the only people that are complaining are the people that know that they did something wrong. Right. They're scared. They like, Just like y'all have said, they right. are afraid that he's coming after them. And yes, he did let it slip that he's coming after him. But I'm like, okay, 
You ain't got to say it again. You already have it on your agenda. Don't, don't, I call Steve and tell him to shut the hell up for right now. I mean, look, start. You want to be mad? You want to be pissed off? Be mad at in the districts and in, in, in the states and tell people to get start start getting more active in the states and stuff like that. President Trump is he's gonna he's gonna do it. And I but, know for a fact that President Trump has discretion when it comes to what he says. Oh yeah. I know that from personal experience. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, I'll tell you after the show. Well, I have to think too, President Trump. I'll be really. Do I know about it already? Yeah. Okay. I was going to say I'll be curious what President Trump's second term looks like. The lock Hillary up thing. I think he got in there and he saw what it would have done to the country if he really locked her up. That really pissed. But uh, but that locked you up. But that locked her up thing pissed a lot of people off. It did. In December, I, I I never forget it. Leslie Stahl. In December, and she asked smart, she was smart because she asked him with uh, Melania sitting right beside him. You're you're really not going to lock Hillary Clinton up now, are you? (laughs) And he was like, no, I think the country's gone through enough and everything like that. And I was like, wait a minute. (laughs) Wait, no, 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 no. Go after her. Lock her. No. Oh my God, I can't believe you just said that. But this is what I'm saying. There was a time where there was a time where I think he was gonna lock her up. And a lot of people and I think calmer heads prevailed where he said, Yeah, I'm not going to (laughs) yeah, you're right. You're right. Where he said, I'm not going to lock her up because what that would do to the country. But then he saw what happened to the country, and he's like, Why not? Yeah, they cut the downside. Right what are they going to do? Riot and burn down cities? Like, so we might as well do it. So that's why I think second term, you will see Trump probably do things that he didn't in his first. Because <laughs> how could it have gotten worse? Dude, you, you're a billionaire, and you did all them things to him. Oh, he's coming. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> he's coming. Be afraid. Be very afraid, James Carville, in your gay shirt. Right, and and and. And he's from New York. He don't forget. <laughs> he don't forget. He knows. He knows. He yeah, boy. He's coming. He oh my god, he's coming. And he's gonna have a full force the office behind him too. So it's like, oh, that's a question I had for you. I heard. Um, I heard this guy on TikTok, and tomorrow I'll play it for you. Uh, I played audio for it, but um, I I understood what he was talking about. But I said, okay, I'm gonna throw it to the boys. You know how we say that a lot of the things that are that the forefathers in this country created and stuff was genius, and it and it took care of this and took care of that, and it's supposed the country's supposed to work this way and whatnot. Okay, when was that in 17? What 1765, 1770, 1760? I'd have to look up the date, but round okay. there. All right, <clears throat> yeah, Hutch, 
do you think that it's time to change some things? Because the country is bigger, way bigger than what it was back then. The communication is different. And things haven't been changed to update to where we are right now. I mean, now, yeah, I know. I, um, the question is a big general one, but when you start thinking about it, you'll start coming up with your answers and stuff like that because most of the things that they were talking about was only for like a couple, 13, 14 states, 15 states and whatnot. Now, they expanded some things with some of the amendment, amendments and then, okay, when the when we start going west, they added some amendments and this to the Constitution. We have, I don't think we had an amendment to the Constitution since Hector was a pup. So, and that's because Congress doesn't legislate anything anymore. But do you think that the job is too big for the president of the United States? No, no. I think, I think what they did is they've, They've enlarged the apparatus of the federal government and made people believe that we need them and we don't. We don't need them to the extent that we have all these agencies that were the biggest employer in the world. Mm -hmm. That is a recipe for suicide. That is Dwight D. Eisenhower's farewell address all wrapped up. And now you've got you've got South Carolina senators declaring war. You know, it, it's something that, in my opinion, and I don't know if we have the fortitude for this because a lot of a lot of good people are going to lose their jobs. But we have to drastically reduce the manpower in our federal government. In the federal government. Right. Absolutely. And I'm not talking about politicians. No, right. Right, 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 right. You're talking about everyday workers. And contractors. Uh, right. Would, Jay, would those contractors uh, say, say that um, Hutch's plan uh, began on Monday? We cut those federal workers by 85 to 87 percent because we yeah. all know that this country runs can run on a skeleton crew anyway. But Jay, say we cut it to 85 to 87 percent. Those and and no federal pension, no none of that goes with them. They all went back to the states. Do you think that the states then could hire those people for? state jobs and to make the states better than what they are right now or so this is actually something i'm pretty passionate about i mean i have a copy of the constitution over my shoulder i've read the constitution all the federalist papers we 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 broke apart from britain over a three percent tax on tea three percent folks three percent and and gun confiscation and gun confiscation but the the founding fathers envisioned a small, limited federal government right. because they knew as soon as you made a big federal government, the opportunity corruption. for money and corruption. We they 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 were hor they didn't want the government we built, which is this ginormous government that controls your life. They wanted the opposite of that. They wanted local control. And when people bitch about government not doing things that was done intentionally the the original framers of the constitution on most things wanted a 
a two-thirds majority before before any government action could be taken, meaning that it would be such an overwhelmingly supported initiative that they should do very little. We're supposed to have government do virtually nothing for us. We're supposed to do it for ourselves. Right. And we've we've become the government that we overthrew in 1776. That's and true. And that's why anybody talk and like there's good arguments we made, like, should we have a bigger house representatives or do we need more whatever? But the problem is we have strayed so far foundationally from what from what we was originally intended that you almost need to just hit the reset button and start over. If you're if you are going to amend the Constitution, a repeal of the 17th Amendment would be excellent because back then, before the 17th Amendment was passed. And that's the pat. That's the amendment that created the popular vote in the states for U.S. senator positions. Right. It used to be the state legislature picked who went to the Senate, right. and they their sole job was to protect the sovereignty of the states. So you make the this, and the other thing is, in the Senate you had to be five years older than in the House of Representatives. In the 1700s, you had to be 30 years old, which was old yep. in those in that year. To become a senator, the, the Senate was designed to be the house where legislation went to die, right? Where and the state, to, where the state said, "No, no, no, we're not doing that." And and that's what's important to understand. Something like abortion, which is a, a hugely polarizing things, they envisioned different states having different policies related to that. And until you reached an overwhelming majority of Americans that felt one way or the other, the federal government was supposed to stay out of it. So if I'm in Minnesota, we get to have our crazy laws. Wisconsin gets to have their laws. Iowa gets to have their laws. And then once all the states and there's a, a three quarters or two thirds majority, then that's when we would move forward on a nationwide level. So they would let Minnesota do its thing. They would let Iowa do its thing, and then the best idea wins. And right now, we're we're not doing that. We're trying to live in this fifty plus one. I get to to instill anything that we'd want to to put into place, which is which is not what our constitution was founded on. And just to put numbers on it, so my wife and I were talking about this before she went to work. So we're small business owners, right? <clears throat> Let's say I made a hundred thousand dollars this year, just to talk round numbers. I'm going to start, I'm going to give 12 and a half percent to the federal government. So my hundred thousand is now, is, is now 12,000 less. So 87,500, I'm going to give 22% in federal taxes. So now I, I hack another 22,000 off. So that's $35,000 going to the federal government. I live in Minnesota. I give nine, nine and a half percent to the state government. So that's 10%. So what am I up to now? 40 some percent. Plus, then I got to pay my my property taxes mm -hmm. and all that. So if I was blessed enough to make $100,000, by the time I just pay my taxes, I'm going to be down to about $45,000, $50,000. And that's that's insane. If you would go back and tell George Washington that, that in, in 2023, you're going to give over half of your dollar you make to some government agency, they would look at you like you're stupid. And why do you think the federal government and big government hate small business and entrepreneurs? Because they're the only members of our society that see the danger and the truth in our confiscatory tax system. Right. They've got the rest of the country brainwashed, 
that $10 an hour really only means $7 an hour. Right. Right. With, with the income tax withholding. Yeah. And people don't even understand that. I mean, if you ever wanted to completely transform. So if I was president for one day and I got to do one thing, I would eliminate tax withholding. And I would eliminate any company from being able to start something to do it. And I would force all Americans to save the money and write that check. You're damn right. Because if you're that business owner, like at the end of the year, if I make $100,000, I'm going to take out my checkbook and I'm going to say $12,500 U.S. Treasury. MFers. Right. right. And you look at what you look at what they did to those businesses during COVID. That was targeted. It was targeted to eliminate them and make everybody go to Walmart. Yep. Yep. That's true. It's the same way with these electric vehicles. That's oh, to make you. that's to make you live in a city. All oh, the electric vehicles. And yeah, it's not, that, oh, there's yeah. such propaganda around it. Oh, yeah. We could do a whole and, segment on it. Yeah, because um I see I see that uh, Elon's electric truck just came out and stuff like that. But uh, you gotta be a damn fool to buy an electric truck. I'm sorry. But you know what? You know what's you know what's crazy is that I'm seeing, and it's quiet. You remember we were talking about quiet things earlier. There's some Republicans up there that were buying electric vehicles. Sure, they probably got paid off. Massey, Massey's one of them. I don't even he, want to hear about that guy. I'll tell you what, he's starting to go on my bad side. That <laughs> Massey, guy's goofy. He's one of them. Hey, uh, here's what I'll say with electric cars, though. I might buy an electric car. I think they're kind of cool. I've ridden in Minnesota. Huh? In Minnesota? My wife and I own two cars. So when I want to take the golf cart up to the store, I can take my little electric golf cart up to the store. And when we actually have to drive somewhere, we would take the gas. Here, car here's what you should do, Jason. Buy an electric golf cart. Right. Well, that, but that's what I'm saying. The whole point is I don't hate an electric car. I don't really care if you want to buy an electric car. I don't want government to mandate me buying an electric car. To make you, I don't want government to subsidize right, me right, buying right. an electric car. Oh, I'm for that. If you want yeah. one and you yeah. can spend $200,000 on a car, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Well, see, here's the thing, though. Those electric vehicles, nobody's buying them. So the price is like this time next year, right. you're going to be able to get a, tw- a Just, brand new 2022 for a song. Right. And I blow an engine and I'll have to put a couple thousand dollars out to get a new engine. You blow that battery. $30,000. Right. Well, no, you just scrap it at that point. The um the the um, the transportation vehicle that you have hutched the on uh, the picture that you sent us and whatnot. Yeah. With the with the snow thing. Oh. Is that yeah. a converted golf cart? No. No, that's a four-wheel drive freaking side by side. I was looking at it. I was like, god darn it. That no, don't that look thing like goes golf. 60, uh, that thing goes 60 miles an hour. Does it really? Yeah. I was like, man, that thing but it looks Pol- small. Polaris Ranger, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that, I mean that. I mean, it, it looked nice, but I was it's my, like, "It's my baby." But I was like, "Damn, I, I look like I could take that thing on a golf course, man." See now, full disclosure. That's how small it looked to me, huh? Full disclosure: When it comes to electric vehicles, so my office was like four blocks from my house. I used to ride my my electric bike to work with my little dog in the basket. Electric in bike. Yeah, yeah, electric bikes are great. So. I mean, you know, I, they have electric um, uh, mowers out now, too. I, have I one. own one. <laughs> that son of a bitch cost me like 500 bucks. Does it work good, though? 
my wife loves it. Yeah. Mine, mine was the same. Mine was cheaper than gas. We just bought one this year and Jen loves it. It's easy to start, easy to run. But here's the thing. That's what I'm saying. If electric equipment yeah, electric. works good, then people can try it. Yeah. You but know? you know what I didn't like when I went to the store to get it, mm-hmm. they had, they had dominated the market. There was only like one or two little gas mowers and, and 16 electric ones. Oh, so the same way that they're trying to do the cars is the same way that they did sure. those. And and and, t- and put the put the dots together. Where do they make all this stuff? China. But that's I think what I'm who's saying. Bribed is, by China. If you take government out of the electric stuff, like it's it kind of cool away. technology, and I would like if it works great, and if it doesn't, great. But you got to get government out of it. You You're know? right. Because yeah. the first thing that happened is the big three automakers would drop it like a hot potato. Right. It's killing them. It's not profitable. The only reason they're being propped up is because of the subsidies they're getting. It's ridiculous. And the bribes from China. Right. Yeah. Well, tomorrow, tomorrow we're going to have um, NFC representative here to talk about uh, uh, the evil communist China. I want to thank everybody that's tuning in on um, X or Twitter, Twitter X, X Twitter. Um, I kind of quoted my boys, uh, some of the things that they were saying, and I shared it on Twitter. And um, like to thank all of y'all for joining in right now to watch, uh, to watch what we were talking about. Uh, you can watch the replay on Rumble uh, or Facebook or even Twitter. You can watch the replay on Twitter as we're getting ready to leave. We broadcast Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday here on those networks, Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, um, what's the C? Cozy, uh, Rumble, Pill.net, and Getter. Uh, we want to thank all of you for being here. And we to have more stuff to talk about tomorrow. Uh, Jason Robinson and Hutch Bailey Jr. going to end the show with their... Um, closing, closing thoughts, Jago. Uh, hey, folks, uh, on a personal note, thanks for tuning in. Great show as always, Wayne and Hutch. Thanks for having me on. Um, I, this is one of my favorite parts of the day. Uh, on the politics tonight, nobody cares, but there's a debate tonight. I have, there is, isn't it? Yeah, I, I haven't convinced myself I'm gonna watch it. I think Jen and I are gonna throw it on the TV while we finish hanging Christmas lights. So, so if I come back tomorrow saying I watched it, that's how much you know my wife loves me is that she let me throw that garbage <laughs> on when we were hanging Christmas lights. I'll tell you, I saw some propaganda back to those electric vehicles real quick, where there's a family at celebrating Christmas and the power goes out, and the guy goes out and plugs his house into the into the truck, and all his lights come back on. I saw that. I saw, I mean, as a commercial, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I saw that commercial a while ago. I forgot that there was a debate tonight. Um, Everybody I, did. Nobody cares. That's why yeah. Hannity did his hit job on Trump, in my Probably. opinion. Probably. But I want to see what the numbers are in. Because if the numbers come back, that is lower viewership, which it probably will be. Meaning on purpose, the numbers might, might be reported that they're smaller then that debate between Newsom and what's called, then 
um, your boy is going to have another copycat thing to talk about, uh, about ratings, about his ratings over Donald Just Trump. Just remember, everybody's all in except us. Yeah, exactly. exactly. That is Idiot. the truth. Um, if you are going to watch the debate tonight, y'all, I think uh, there's going to be fireworks between um, Haley and um, DeSantis. Yeah. I don't know what um, Vivek is. But really haven't seen too much of him lately. I haven't. But um, but lately, Vivek and Nikki have been going. No, uh, DeSantis and Nikki have been going. Uh, have been going to get. I'll say this before I leave. Nikki is a little bit more skilled at taking down somebody than DeSantis is. That's all I'm saying. DeSantis was prepped and educated. And ready to go after Newsom, he had, he already had the graphics up. He had the questions. He and and for some reason I don't know why y'all not 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 my co-host. I don't know why most of y'all thought that this was a good idea that DeSantis took stuff out from his coat and read it like this because Donald Trump did that on CNN. Donald Trump did that. They think you're dumb, folks. Jeez. Donald Trump was the first person that I saw do that. Well, yeah, well, we got the facts right here. And then he pulled it on that young uh, host. Remember that? That's the yeah. first time I seen something like that. I can't wait till Ron DeSantis gets a spray tan like Trump. <laughs> spray. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, y'all. Yeah, have a good evening. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.